So I was looking at the uh, NBA All-Star rosters, uh, dwelling on the fact that um, the East All-Stars have two guys who have now had to bow out due to injury, and there have been uh, replacements added by the commissioner. Uh, that you know, I'm kind of curious. How does the commissioner just pick some guy? I mean, is he referring to anyone? Does he just make an arbitrary choice? I'm sure a little bit more thought goes into it for Adam Silver. I'm, I think there's a whole, th- but I'm curious. You know, what what goes? How do they just pick? They say, all right, so Jimmy Butler is going to miss the All Star game, and uh, they says, all right, Pau Gasol is going to take his spot, and he says, um, uh, Chris Bosh is going to miss the All Star game, and they say, okay, Al Horford's going to take his spot, and the commissioner just. Just, you know, says, all right, that's happening. So where does that come from? I, I, is there a process? Is there a certain thing that's going on here? Anyway, was thinking about those things. Hey, guys, it's Sam, Sam Sports Podcast. We're back. Um, today is Saturday, February 13th, 2016. We're an all-star weekend. Uh, I didn't watch the Skills Challenge last night. Um, I was still figuring out. I don't really pay for cable. I, I'm a cord cutter, so I'm trying to figure out ways to watch you know, TNT, because the whole All-Star Weekend's on TNT. I don't really have TNT, uh, although I did discover when I use, uh, you know, a login uh, online, you can watch it online, but you got to prove that you have cable. So I was just using someone else's login. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell Turner. Don't tell Ted Turner that I'm using someone else's login to watch NBA Weekend. Uh, even though I still did watch NBA Weekend, I, I haven't seen anything yet. Um, I missed the the U.S. versus the World Skills Challenge, so there was a whole bunch of uh, you know young uh, younger players playing. Zach Levine from the Minnesota Timberwolves apparently was the standout and had a I think he had thirty points. He was the MVP. He's also you know he seems to be you know hot, young, exciting, athletic player, but he's also you know one of those guys who's playing for a terrible team, but you know making waves and showing off his athleticism and you know. I haven't watched him that much. He's playing for the Timberwolves. I am, how often am I going to see the Timberwolves on TV? Um, um, but he uh, he's the defending slam dunk champion, and he's going to be doing the slam dunk contest again this year. Uh, he did some, I, you know, watched the highlights from last year. He had some snazzy dunks. He's going to have to top himself this year and uh, see if uh, the other guys can beat up on him. And, you know, let's see. Let's see. Who is the uh, Who are the slam dunk contest competitors? This is, here we go, Slam Dunk, the Verizon Slam Dunk. You know, everything's got a sponsor these days. All right, Slam Dunk is going to be tonight, Saturday night. Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon of the Orlando Magic, Will Barton of the Denver Nuggets. These guys got ups. And Andre Drummond, these are all, these guys can all smash, These they can smash a rim or two, I'll tell you that. So eh, it should be exciting. The thing I don't like about the Slam Dunk contest that I truly feel hurt it in the last um, chunk of years was uh, there was a handful of guys who would do the slam dunk contest and they would like, they'd try it and they'd miss it. And then they get a chance to do it again and again and again. And you'd have a guy doing, trying the dunk, no lie, 12 or 15 times before he would get it. And talk about anticlimactic television really didn't work very well for it. So I'm excited that uh, we're, we're getting some better slam dunk competition you know, uh, uh, coming back this year, they're, they're pretty, uh, it's been, it was painful. You know, I mean, we all remember those epic years of Jordan and Dominique Wilkins and Dr. J jumping from the foul line. Even Brent Barry won it one year jumping from the foul line. And, you know, I want those days back. 
so All Star Weekend, Jimmy Butler is gonna he's gonna miss a handful of time. That knee injury not only is it hurting the Bulls, who've been losing a lot of games coming into All Star Weekend, uh, but he's gonna miss the All Star game. We're gonna, he's probably the more, the more the more exciting player on the Chicago Bulls now than Derrick Rose. That, that's kind of obvious. No offense to Mr. Rose. Uh, but, you know, you're not as good as you were before the injuries. It's just a shame. I love you, man. Keep playing. You know, play hard. Uh, but Pau Gasol is going to fill in for Jimmy Butler. Chris Bosh has got the strained calf. Um, like I said, Al Horford's going to replace him. He was also, Chris Bosh was going to be in the three-point shooting competition. C.J. McCollum, the Portland Trailblazers, is going to take his spot. Now, the three-point shooting competitions also should be pretty exciting this weekend because Steph Curry won last year. And it's kind of exciting that Steph Curry is not just the greatest player in the league and the MVP, but he's also the best three-point shooter as well. Um, so he won last year. He's coming back this year to defend his title. Klay Thompson is also going to be in it. Like That's just big names. James Harden, Chris Middleton, Kyle Lowry, J.J. Redick, C.J. McCollum, Devin Booker. Those are some good three-point shooters. you got some young guys in there who are going to, you know, shine up on the big stage and then you got some big legit guys who were there playing you know there's a real I really think that the NBA does all-star weekend better than any of the other sports out there they just they're better than all the other sports they do all-star weekend great it's a celebration there's shows there's fun you can see everyone having fun and playing around it's yeah, I had an old coworker of mine, Jania, who would always go to All Star Weekend. Didn't matter where it was. Every year, she and her girls would go to All Star Weekend. You know, New Orleans, Las Vegas. Didn't matter. I mean, I'm sure she probably flew to Toronto this year. I could see it happening. Um, but uh, yeah, it should be a good, good All Star Weekend. But there's the, the first couple of days, the sat, the Friday, the Saturday are just clearly a build up to. The, the epic, you know, it's like all the stars come out on Sunday night. Like, even in the skills competition last night, you've got the stars on the court, you know, taking pictures with their phones and, and Instagramming and things like that. But it's, it's, everything's building up to, all right, the big boys, the, the kings of the league come out on Sunday night and put on their big show, and which one of these guys is going to put on the biggest, brightest show of all? Uh, I don't know. I, you know, I, I think Kobe, but not really. Like, there's only so much Kobe can do. There's usually someone who's just so darn good that they're going to put on a, a, a magnificent performance. Uh, the one that usually takes the uh, the MVP of the game is is usually someone who scores like 40 points or something. You know, Allen Iverson did that a couple of times. And um, I see someone like, you know, a Steph Curry, but even like a Russell Westbrook or a Kawhi Leonard or a Kevin Durant, like those guys are going to they'll do something ridiculous and put up, you know, 40 or 50 points. And uh, I don't see too much going Kobe's way. It's just because Kobe will have fun. It'll be beautiful. But he's, he kind of can't run with these guys anymore. You know, the, the times have changed. He's in a different place. He, he can't do the same things that Steph Curry and, and uh, you know, Westbrook are doing. Like, those guys have just got some serious jets on their... On their <laughs> they just turn them on and just scoop right around everybody. Breaking ankles and juking. Uh, uh. Dunk, baby. Dunk. There's going to be so many dunks in this game. It's going to be a trip. I'm excited for it. Let's jump into a little trade rumors, though. Trade rumors with Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard... Uh, well-publicized that J.B. Bickerstaff, the current coach of the team, came out to the media and was quoted as saying the Houston Rockets are a, quote, broken team. Uh, There was some closed-door meetings with Daryl Morey and James Harden 
and JB Bickerstaff. So now everybody's they're kind of having like a they're kind of having like a you know like DEFCON four or three or some whoa 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 we need to stop we need to have like special little meetings to discuss the direction of the team where we're at right now what's happening uh, it is looking bad Houston we have a problem oh yeah I just went there and used that um, they're talking about trading Dwight Howard I don't see where he goes he okay so he's got one year left on his deal. He's got an opt-out clause, which means wherever he goes, he has the option to get out of there, and really the team will be left with nothing. And that's what the Houston Rockets want to avoid, because he could opt out of his deal, and then he's gone, and he's just off the books, and they get nothing for him. So if they trade him before the deadline, they might be able to get some assets. However, I don't know what assets they're going to get. I don't know what team wants Dwight Howard. I don't know what team is looking to gut with assets like... Or, or could benefit from Dwight Howard is is you know he's he's on the downward curve of his career and I don't know the teams that are going to want that especially with the cap growing now Daryl Morey is a pretty savvy GM he can probably figure out a way to find some assets for Dwight Howard but with the cap growing the way it is and the the salary going up over the next couple of years with the TV deals you know it's it's I think I pro- I don't I would be I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever if Dwight Howard doesn't move at all and just sits on that team and that team's going to limp into the playoffs and get bumped in the first round and it's a shame cuz they can't figure things out there and you know they that window of opportunity is closing quicker and quicker now that we see Dwight Howard is moving away and they're already sort of shifting gears to the to the Clint Capella and um uh you know Harden and it, you know they tried with Ty Loss at that Houston is just they're a disaster right now, guys. Oh, God. It's just it's just terrible. Um, now, the other trade rumors that I think are starting to mill around a little bit, which sound a little bit more possible because it's teams that are trying to win now, is Kevin Love. There's discussions of Kevin Love um, trying to be packaged into a deal to Boston. The Boston Celtics have, as we know, a lot of draft picks, a lot of first-round picks, future first-round picks in that crazy deal where they traded Pierce and Garnett and got all of those picks from the Brooklyn Nets. Um, So they've got plenty of draft picks coming up, a lot of assets to move. They could go for Kevin Love. Um, There's also a discussion that maybe the Knicks might get into the deal to see about moving Carmelo to to Cleveland so Melo and LeBron can play together, try to win a championship. They sound exciting, but they also sound a little bit too good to be true. I don't think it's going to happen. What I really see is there's a lot of teams – that have a good nucleus and have a good thing going and trading for someone doesn't seem to be the right answer for those teams. Like the Toronto Raptors are a hell of a basketball team who's really one of the only other teams. And this is what's exciting right now, which I want to go into, is the the Raptors and the Cavaliers. uh, The Raptors and the Celtics are the only two teams that are really there scaring the Cavaliers in the Eastern Conference right now and both of them are young and even and the Raptors are kind of primed to I think make some noise in the playoffs especially after the last two years getting bumped in the first round and really sort of taking their lumps they kind of seem a little bit more weathered now especially with DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry you know it's a shame they lost Damari Carroll because I think he brought a lot to their front court Uh, however DeRozan and Lowry are playing at such a level right now that they are make that I think that they can be jumping into the second round, really making some noise with Cleveland. But I still think those matchups with, you know, I think if you put Kyrie Irving and Demar Derozan or Lowry in a playoff series, you know, Irving's probably gonna 
is going to win that matchup. So it's, it's still tough to see the Raptors beating the Cavaliers, but the Celtics, the Boston Celtics have really started to make noise and storm into the conversation. Isaiah Thomas with his first All-Star game selection, uh, really putting up the fast-paced game, the quick-moving game. Uh, they really push the ball. Um, real comment, I was listening to Bill Simmons uh, speak with Bob Volgaris, and they discussed how David Lee has really fallen off the map there. Now, it's true, and I want to use this as an example. It's a shame because David Lee's a great guy, and he's playing out that contract. He's not going to get another contract like that again. Um, but he can't keep up with that team, and he's a defensive liability. Uh, and he's really just – he's not a fast-moving guy anymore. He kind of doesn't have that in his legs. Um, but I say this – because of the fact that it's a real illustration of how fast the Celtics are moving, that David Lee can't even keep up with them. Uh, so they're a youthful team, Avery Bradley and, and Marcus Smart, um, Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder is bringing a lot, Kelly Olynyk, like they're playing great basketball, and they've been on a tear coming into this All-Star weekend. Now, that sounds a little bit more appealing, like they could make a deal for love. Like, that actually sounds maybe exciting, like, you know, pull that off. Getting Mello into the deal, I don't know about that. But Boston trying to get Kevin Love from Cleveland for some draft picks, yeah. Because in some ways, Cleveland still isn't really taking advantage of Kevin Love. They still kind of have him as an outside spot-up shooter. You can get anybody to do that. And he is a bit of a defensive liability when you're discussing playing against the Golden State Warriors. You know, you put... Love, even if he did play in that finals last year, can he guard Draymond Green? And that's probably going to be his assignment. And, you know, so you could see Cleveland wanting to shake things up. You could see Boston wanting to shake things up. And Boston can use Kevin Love. Boston could be a centerpiece to that. Uh, uh, Kevin Love could be a centerpiece on that Celtics team. You know, have a little bit of an inside-outside game with Isaiah Thomas and Avery Bradley. I, you know, that Boston is the team that's doing things right. Kudos to Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens. They're building a nice young, a nice young nucleus. And they've got a lot of draft picks coming their way over the next couple of years and, and young recruits to, to, to work into their system. They've really worked well that getting Jay Crowder, um, working through the, uh, getting Isaiah Thomas, those are nice moves by Ainge. You got to give them credit. Uh, so the Celtics are making noise, and the Raptors are making noise, uh, and the Caval- but the Celtics Cavaliers, I can see that happening. I don't see Melo going anywhere. I don't see him uh, waving his no trade clause. He's got a no trade clause. I don't. I don't see that happening. Um, but I, I could see Love moving to Boston. That does seem that does seem legitimate to me. Ah, Dwight Howard just makes me makes me feel sad for the guy. He's just he's getting to that point. Who who would take him? I could see Sacramento trading for Dwight Howard. They they are they're kind of, pardon my French, they're kind of stupid enough to do something like that. Um, oh yeah, another little update here about uh, guys missing the All Star game. John Wall it has not been announced, but he could possibly miss it. He hurt his knee, got a got a deep deep bruise of the knee in the uh, in the Tuesday night game against the Milwaukee Bucks, and there was some speculation he'll miss the game, but nothing's been announced right now. Just funny, I hadn't really th- uh, thought of, in a while, uh, an all-star game that had this many guys missed due to injury. I mean, it's, it's really not that common where a guy's missing due to injury, which means he had to have been hurt in the last couple of weeks. It's just, eh, it stinks. I want to see these guys play on the court. I want to see them go up and down the court. I want to see them dunk on each other. You know what I'm talking about? Um, yeah, 
Anyway, so I uh, needed to report a little bit on the NBA All-Star Weekend, some of the trade rumors coming up. Wanted to discuss a little bit of it, get it off my chest, as I say sometimes. Um, also, going to be some good news coming up in the world of Sam Sports Podcast. Um, check this out. I'm going to be uh, launching my Sam Sports Show, which will be on 610 AM ESPN Radio local Philadelphia. You got to be checking this out. If you're in the Philadelphia area, I'm going to be coming on the radio, ESPN, 610 AM, Saturday mornings, 10 AM to 11 AM. Mark it down, put it on your calendar. Uh, I'm going to be doing some local uh, Eagles, Sixers, you know, talking, talking some Philly sports. I think I like Philly sports. You like Philly sports. We like Philly sports. Um, anyway, be getting more on that as that develops. I got to get everything ready for the show. It's, it's coming together as we speak. Um, as always, follow me on Twitter at SmithFaceJones. Email me at samsportsstation at gmail.com. Follow me on uh, or subscribe to me on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. You know the drill. Uh, guys, we'll be talking soon. Thanks for listening. Uh, bye bye. Sam Sports Podcast. Signing off.